good people we are here again and it's wednesday 30th september 2020 and welcome to the 13th episode of the think talker podcast the last episode i spoke something about having a dozen episodes and it reminds me of a baker somebody made the correction that um a baker's dozen is 13 so today i think i have earned the right to brag as a baker so today is my baker's dozen episode it's the 13th episode and before saying anything i want to say a massive thank you to all of you that listened to the last one the last one did amazingly well it blew my mind oh my god it went to places that i could have never imagined that you know those people would have listened to it i am so grateful the reason why i do this is because you listen thank you so very much thank you so very much for sharing for liking it for telling your friends about it i am amazingly grateful and i am doing this because of that and if by by chance it has helped somebody you know rewire their mind did something that will bring some positivity in their lives and the world as in general i think it has served its purpose thank you thank you thank you again so that so today i want to send out uh, a shout out to somebody that is very special in my heart somebody um I like the person's zest for life and the way she just carries herself and the intuition and ingenuity that she has in her field and trying to succeed by all means necessary even when things are not, you know, in their best form. And the person I want to give this shout out and dedicate this podcast to is my friend, Umu Kamara, the CEO of Arida's Beauty. She owns a beauty line that is all natural and she has a platform where she sells her beauty products on www.faridasbeauty.com. Check her out. She has lip balms, hair products for kids and what have you. Just check the website and you will get what you want. Umu, I love you. Thank you for your support in all of this. She's always on my case trying to make me be a better version of me every day. She's very supportive. I thank you very much and I just wish you all the best in your endeavors. So let's come to the matter of the day. Today we are going to speak about a very sensitive topic, something that everybody, I think, within and um, outside of Sierra Leone has experienced. Something that is, you know, a little hard sometimes to swallow. Um, there's an emotional connotation to it. You know, it has a lot of embodiment to it. Today, we are going to speak about... Dun, dun, dun. We are going to speak about rejection. And ultimately, we are going to talk about how to cope and just move on. So let's start by talking about what rejection is. So rejection in its essence, when you hear rejection, I think the simplest way to to define this is when you receive a no for something that you wished you had a yes for so in his bearest time is when somebody refuses you a yes that you wanted so much so either in an emotional term or a romantic kind of situation or a situation where you go for a job interview or you applied for a school that you really really like and you have that and somebody says to you no we don't want you here we cannot accept you here you cannot get this job or you have somebody that you really like 
um, this is more um, in tune to men. You have somebody, a girl that you really like. You walked up to the girl and says, I feel this way, I feel this way about you. And the person just says, no. So, a dictionary definition says, um, rejection is the refusing or dismissal of an idea, want, or need. So when somebody refuses you, dismisses you of something that you want or something that you need. So I think the underlying factor in the entire uh, um, concept of rejection is um, something that you want. So let's say, for example, if I don't want a cup of tea and you don't give me a cup of tea, that is not rejection. I will not feel rejected because I did not want it anyway. But if I want a cup of tea and I reach out to you for a cup of tea and you said, no, you can't have it or you dismiss me, that is rejection. That is the idea behind rejection. So rejection um, in general terms, it's something that is very painful. It is painful and it has been categorized as an emotional kind of pain. It is that kind of pain that you feel in the depth of your heart. Either it bruises your ego, it belittles you, it makes you feel not validated. It gives you all sorts of impulse in your mind that what have I done for you not to give me this thing that I want? And most often than not, people usually tend to, you know, shy away from the um, from situations that they perceive they might be rejected. And when they do that, it triggers a lot of things like depression, people being lonely, people being antisocial just because they are afraid of rejection. There is a kind of rejection that is excessive. I knew somebody... Um, is a family member that is excessively afraid of asking a woman out and when we try to probe into the thinking behind why he is afraid of that he says it is because he's afraid that the woman might not want him the woman might reject him so to speak so that kind of rejection is called rejection sensitive dysphoria um, I think it's a medical condition that falls under ADHD, which is Attention Deficit Hyperreactive Disorder. It's a kind of mental illness. So if you find yourself um, having this excessive fear of doing certain things uh, uh, um, because you're afraid of rejection, you're, you're afraid of, let's say, for example, talking to people because you're afraid that they will shun you, they will not speak back to you. I think it is very important that you see a therapist or try to talk to somebody to walk you through those emotions because sometimes talk therapy or cognitive and behavioral therapy can actually help you get out of that situation. So to a larger extent, the fear of rejection can be a mental illness kind of situation which you can have help there is help available out there you just need to do your research and then reach out so that you can get the help that you need however i am taking the disclaimer that the talk i am about to make does not substitute um professional uh, um, advice or professional checkups when you think you are in that state um that you need professional help so today, I want to speak to um, the idea and the concept of rejection and how, and how it comes about. Why do people reject people? Let's just get it out of the way that it is very painful. 
but why do people reject people why do people just feel like inflicting this pain on you why would you want something and then somebody will just say i will not give you this thing why is that people when they get rejected usually feel as if um i have been rejected because i have done something wrong today i want to demystify that myth it is just a myth if you look at rejection rejection has nothing to do with you and what you have done the rejection happened from another quarter meaning the person that rejected you that is the rejecter that is, that is a word let's just use these two um, terms the rejecter and the rejectee you that has been rejected is the rejectee and the person that rejected you is the rejecter so if somebody rejects you it has nothing to do with you it has everything to do with them and their processing um how they process things how they process the situation now there are two things i want to speak about when it comes to rejection one is need and two is value people reject things that they don't need i don't know if that makes sense to you people reject things that does not meet their needs so even if there is value in what you have in what you bring to the table if that value does not meet the need of the other person there will be rejection now let me give you an example of somebody um walking into a job space and taking in an application where they have wanted let's say for example a hr expert and the person walks in and they have no knowledge absolutely no knowledge on hr and they tendered this application and then they will face rejection the reason why they will face rejection is that it's not that they don't have value let's say for example they did biology and they have value in biology they can fit well maybe in a laboratory or something but for this particular situation wherein they want an hr um, expert they have brought in a cv that's emphasizing their values their value on biology now what will happen is that this is what you can offer but this is not what i need so in that case i will reject you i don't want you for the, this job what you have does not meet the need that i have so what that speaks to is that it doesn't mean that you don't have value far from it you do have value there is so much value in you your value is still intact it just means that for that particular situation the value that you have is not what the company needs so the same is true for even um emotional or let's say romantic situations the only peculiar difference in romantic situations is that at the forefront of a relationship the need does not pay attention to the value in a romantic situation in the beginning the infatuation stage the need does not take into consideration the value because relationship ships go through three stages they go through the infatuation the mushy mushy stage and then the, the affectionate stage and then the core and true stage which is the responsibility and commitment stage 
So if somebody does not pay attention at the beginning of a relationship, for example, on the core values, on the value of the, of the, of the partner, and they just look at it on a superficial level. I love this person. I like the way she looks. I like uh, um, she's a good accessory in my arms. She looks good on me on social uh, um, situations. I can pose with the, this person. At that point, you don't look at the core. You just look at the superficial. You look at the physical. And at that point, you will think that the value meets the need. And maybe they will go out one or two times and in a month's time, the lady that, you know, they were admiring will start taking off their wig and they will be like, oh, you don't even look that good without your wig on. Maybe they will take off their corset in their presence and then they will see, oh, you actually have a, a flabby tummy. Those kind of things. And when you metamorphose to the third stage, which actually speaks to um, the commitment part where you now have to deal with the person beyond their physical looks, beyond if they look good in your arms or what have you, then you will want to change the need. You want to change the need now to say, I want something bigger, I want something better. Can this woman um, take care of a home? Can this woman cook? Can this woman keep a home? Can she respect me when we go out? The same is true, vice versa. I'm not saying this to, you know, put the burden on any on on the on the female race no definitely not it's just an example the same can be true a woman can also look at a man and just look at the superficial and not look at for example the core values of that man if the man is responsible if the man is respectful and when this needs change and the person realizes that the value that you bring to the table does not meet the need that he has you will find out that that is the time there is commotion there is conflict and then somebody will reject there will be a rejecter and somebody will feel rejected because you just don't meet the need let me put this in perspective and give you an example let's say there is a um a man that is actually a good provider he provides everything he travels the world. He brings the best for his family. When his wife's w- wife wants to travel, he makes sure he buys the ticket. He takes care of the kids. But the need of the woman is a man that, um, that is present. A man that takes care of her. A man that takes her out. A man that looks after her, his family. A man that looks after his children. A man that protects them. A man that will be present all the time. So these are two different sets of things. This is what I can offer. I will offer you a stable financial future. And the woman will be like, that is not what I want. What I want, a man that is present and can be with me, give give me his time and his attention. This is what I want. So it's not that that man does not have a value. Believe me, there is some woman somewhere praying for that kind of man. But it's just that for this situation, that man does not satisfy the need of this woman. And usually, there is conflict. And if there is no intervention, there are no compromises, you will find out that there will be some type of rejection going on in that kind of relationship. So the same is true for friendships. The same is true for um, a job situation. You go to a job and they reject you because they think the value that you brought is not what is needed. So that is the dynamic. The reason why I'm paying attention to this um, 
dynamic is to take away the burden of people that are in a position where they feel rejected so take away that burden from them that it is because they are not valuable that is why they rejected them rejection has nothing to do with you it is usually a triangle or something that is bilateral for any time somebody rejects you there is somebody they are going to accept for any time a job rejects you there is somebody they are going to accept so it's like a triangle or sometimes it is bilateral so it has nothing to do with you it has nothing to do to, with your value your value is still intact there is somebody somewhere that is actually praying that you accept them in the first place so take away that mentality that because this person says um i don't want you or this person dismisses me or this person does not like me does not love me it does not speak to who you are it does not speak to your value as a person you are still very much valuable and you still have all it takes to be accepted elsewhere now let's digress a little bit and speak about that human being that everybody is rejecting I had a story about a man that says, um, I think he was given a test. It's, it's actually a joke. Somebody gave this as a joke that a man was given a testimony, um, reporting or something in a church. And, uh, he says he has five wives. He has, um, five ex-wives and that have left him. And now the sixth one has threatened, threatened him that he's, she's going to leave. And the pastor was like, but you are the common denominator here. You have to look at yourself and ask yourself some questions. Why is it that all five wives left you? There is not one that you left. All of them left you. So when I look at the story, it just speaks to how some people get rejected repeatedly, but they just decide not to look within themselves to try and see what is it about them that is making people repulsive of them that is making people not want to deal with them it is a truth it is something that is prevalent some people are just hard or difficult to be with in certain circumstances if you are that friend that you are in a big office of over 100 staff and everybody dismisses you when you meet them talking or you are that friend that's everybody they will invite everybody in the office for the office party of or, or party that they have and they will not invite you have you ever sat back and think about it and say oh why is it that everybody is treating me the same way why is it that i am not able to break through these circles because the truth is sometimes you are rejected because you have intolerable characters. I will again emphasize that the world has no viewpoint, have no standpoint. The world has viewpoints. Everybody sees the world differently. Everybody sees the world in a different lens. But if there is a universally accepted truth about the world, and everybody says, for example, nobody likes somebody that is rude. Nobody likes somebody that is demeaning. Nobody likes somebody that goes to a party, get drunk, and start a fight. Nobody likes that. So if these truths are established, let's say, for example, either in your organizational culture or just in your country or in just your society, and you do not want to come on board, you want to stay on the other side of the spectrum, 
people will reject you for that reason because you're not coming on board on what we all want to make our lives better let's say for example everybody knows you don't have integrity you are dishonest and now you're sitting back and wondering why you have been rejected from 12 financial institutions that you have applied to the reason is simple you have to do an introspection of who you are and one of the ways you can do this is to call somebody that you know is your honestly brutal friend that will tell you as it is i call the process mirroring either you want to say to their face that oh this is what is happening to me and they will tell you say ah they did not invite you because you don't dress well when they invite you in such occasions they will tell you that i remember when you went to the boss parties and then you drank you stood on the table you were insulting people that is why they don't invite you to parties anymore you have to have that friend you have to have that friend that that looks at you and as if they are looking at a mirror they reflect what you're saying they say it in verbatim they are not afraid that they will ruin the friendship it is your job if you have been rejected several times for the same reasons it is your job to try and know why if you have 10 people in your office and nine of them have a party and nobody invites you if you have five groups of people in your office and everybody will you know disperse if they are in a group talking about something and then they see they will say oh he's coming he's coming let's just stop and everyone it is your job to like look internally and see what you are getting wrong yes nobody has it together none of us has it together sometimes we do things out of ignorance sometimes we do things because we are of this notion that i want to be me there is nothing wrong uh, in being you but when you you're basing being you on the wrong premise or on the wrong experience i think it's high time you change and until you change all of the tips I'm going to talk about here will not have any value for you because you, you the, the problem is in your hands and definitely the solution is also in your hands. So let's put that to the side and come back to the, the, the topic of the day. I just wanted to take that um, away so people will not say, but mine is not about value, it's not about need, people just don't like me. No, that's not the case. If that has happened to you, if the same thing has happened to you repeatedly, do an introspection and check yourself check yourself find somebody that is honest to you make up a scenario as if it is not you to see how they will tell you the truth how they think you should behave and then i know you will do better i believe in you that you will do better so three things happen to people when they are rejected the first thing is to avoid similar situation and just go into their cocoon and label the world a wicked world there are a lot of men a lot of women that have gone through several types of rejection in their life especially in a romantic kind of situation that they'll say okay me i will not do anything that has to do with men anymore i will not do anything that has to do with women anymore because i cannot handle rejection anymore i am done with this kind of situation there are men like that there are women like that those are the first kind of reaction the second kind of reaction is the people that say oh you rejected me because you think i have no value you think i am not good enough now i will show you and this kind of people um, are the people that will go over and beyond to just prove to you that you were wrong for rejecting them they will do everything within their power if they in their minds think that oh you rejected me because you think i don't have value 
for example, okay, you think I don't have money. You think I don't, I am going to show you. I am going to disappoint you. I am going to make sure I work hard. I am going to live my entire life just to prove to you that you made a mistake. Those are the second type of people. The third type of people are the people that look at the situation, disintegrate the situation, break it down into pieces, and then take away themselves in the situation and think of it as if, even if it were not me, it would have happened anyway. So this set of people do not take rejection personal. They look at it as a learning curve because they have a learning mentality. Now, I will speak to all three types and then you can find the, the either or, which one are you? Are you the kind of person that once you're rejected in a particular situation, you just feel like, okay, I will never put myself in this kind of uh, situation anymore so somebody will not reject me. You try to be lonely, don't mingle, don't approach the situation. Are you that kind of person? If you're that kind of person, before you finish this podcast, I believe you're going to change your mindset because absolutely rejection has nothing to do with your value. You're still valuable. You're still wanted. For the people, the second set of people that see rejection as um, as an opportunity to show off, to say, oh, you rejected me, you think I'm not enough, you think I'm this, you think I'm that, I will live my entire life to just prove you wrong. I think that is too much pressure on you for somebody that rejected you. The person rejected you anyway, why are you living your entire life to just prove them wrong? What value does that have for you? Nothing. And what that does for you in the future, you will look at yourself on your 70th, 70th birthday and you'll be like, why did I live my entire life for somebody that says they don't want what I am willing to offer or what I have to offer? There's no value in that. Absolutely. So you find yourself working twice as hard if the person rejected you because you were poor, you will take three, four um, jobs, jobs that you don't even enjoy and you, you just, you know, killing yourself to prove to the person that I am worth it. To what end? What is it that you want? Do you want acceptance at the end of the day? You don't have that assurance that they will come back to you, they will accept you. You don't have that assurance. So there is no value in that. And I come to the third set of people that I think all of us should be like. All of us should be like the third set of people that look at rejection, feel the pain it brings. Because it brings pain. It makes you question yourself. It makes you question your value. It makes you question your being, your ego. It brews a lot of things in you. But face it head on and take yourself out of the situation because it has nothing to do with you. If you look at it on the deepest time, when somebody um, emotionally offend you, do you know why you are actually offended? You are offended because you build up a standard for yourself below which that person should not behave. You have looked at yourself to say, I am good enough. You have no right to reject me. So when the person rejects you, that is why you feel offended. And the thing that is offended is not the true self. It is the ego. That pedestal that you, you placed yourself, it is what is bruised. It is what is being crushed. Like I, I put myself on, on a scale from 1 to 10. I am a 10 to you. 
so you don't have a right to tell me i'm not enough you don't have a right to reject me when you put yourself on that pedestal and somebody says i reject you that pedestal like it just breaks it falls down and it bruises your ego so if you are able to take away that ego and put it to the side and come back to the self and realize that this thing that I did has nothing to do with what I brought to the table. I have value. I am still valuable. I am still a good person. I have traits that nobody else in the world has. I have I have given it my all. It's just that I expected this and I did not get this. And I am feeling this way about it. So what you do with those feelings and how you react to those feelings is what will set you apart. If, if rejection will break you or be a springboard for you to just become phenomenal. It is my prayer for everybody that you live your life as a learn in a learning mindset. If you live your life at a um, in a, a learning mindset, nothing is wasted. Nothing you, you don't even have regrets to a larger extent. Like everything that happens, you, you just try to pick out like the experiences, what is good about it. You take it and you run. That is how I want you to perceive it. So now let's say we are working with the, the, the third the third set of people. That is what I want you to work with. When somebody rejects you, don't uh, uh, um shun the wall because of them because like we said it's hard it, it has nothing to do with you the reason why they rejected you is totally their business they know the reasons you don't have to ask it has nothing to do with your value the second set of people that will say oh i'm going to live my entire life to prove you wrong you don't have to you don't have to it's not your job they don't give those people that kind of value it's not necessary to what end the third set of people that will pick out the, you know, the experiences that will pick out lesson learned and then move forward are the set of people I want you to be. Now let's speak about what to do. What do you do when this has happened? First of all, I will tell you if you will know the way you, you handle your emotions best. For some people, they will cry because trust me, it is painful. And it is not just painful for you. It is painful for everybody. And rejection is universal. Everybody faces rejection. Everybody. The greatest man that has ever lived. From Jesus to Martin, Martin Luther King to everybody. You know, everybody faces rejection. And when you face rejection, it hurts. So whatever way you handle your emotions, that is the first phase. Do the first phase and then wipe your eyes. If it is crying that you do, if it is a brisk walk that you take, do your brisk walk and then come into your cocoon, your little space of peace and do these four steps for you to move on. I know people that are stuck just because they got rejected once. I know people that have lost their lives because they cannot get past the fact that somebody rejected them. You don't have to. Let's learn the steps. The number one step for you not to be stuck after rejection is for you not to take it personal. Rejection is not personal. Let's take the example of somebody having a biology degree and taking it to a, a, a office where they wanted an HR expert. If uh, somebody that has a physics degree, somebody that has an engineering degree does the same thing, 
all of them are going to be rejected. Why? Because it is not personal. It is not about you. It's not because your name is so and so that they rejected you. It's just because what you have is is not what they need. So the same is true for the touchy parts, which is the romantic kind of rejection. When you have given your heart to somebody, you love them, you think you have invested time, you think you have this, you think you have that, and they say, no, I've had enough, I can't take it. It is not you. Those are the lines. It is not you. I think I need a break. I think I need to think. Those are the lines. But it's okay. It does not speak to your value. It is not personal. It is them. It is them and what they want and how much they think they can compromise or not compromise with what they want. If somebody, for example, wants a domestic wife and they have a career kind of wife and they think that they cannot compromise, they think that they cannot take it, there is no room for negotiation and they say, I don't want this. Would you rather be in a relationship that is not satisfying to your spouse and you have the pressure to play um, the two sides of the coin just because you want to, you know, caress their ego or wants to be accepted in that situation? Or would you rather go into a space where somebody is praying for somebody that is a career woman that will help him or her build their life career-wise, financially, financial-wise? Would you rather be in that space and thrive or be in a space where you know what you bring is not that what is wanted? So it is not personal. It is not personal at all. And never make the mistake that it speaks to your value. Who you are is who you are. What you can offer is what you can offer. In a short while, I am going to speak about people that stop living because they want to be accepted by all means necessary. I am going to speak to that because it does not bring value to you. It does not bring value to the person that you, you want um, to be accepted by. The second point... Uh, um, I want to speak when you are rejected give your pain a name and don't let that pain go to waste when people um, say I am feeling pain I'm feeling I'm I'm hurt I'm feeling a pain they feel the pain but they they cannot um, say exactly how they feel if you are hot, let's say for example, uh, I am hot now and I want I want to process my emotions. I am sitting with my pain and I want to process it. What I do is I try to name what I am feeling. I would say for example, I feel devalued. I feel um, regretful. I feel used. I feel like my time was wasted. And I put it down on a piece of paper. I always tell you the value of writing. When you write things, you bring them into, you bring them to life, and then you can actually let them go. So when you put a name to how you feel, some people feel rage, they feel angry. Okay, you put all of those in a paper, and you look at them, and then you look at yourself. This person that rejected me make me made me feel all of these ways the reason why i'm feeling all of these ways is because i want this person or i wanted this thing now you will say i wanted this thing but because i feel this person has made me feel this way let me let go of this thing because it is not good for me 
if you are a, 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 a parent you will notice that if you take your child to, to the supermarket for example they will want all the candy in the world all the chocolate in the world but you know chocolate is sweet is everything but you know it is not good for them so you'll, you'll be like okay i know you want all of this but i can't let you have it because it is not good for you so when that ego that was bruised that was really really damaged you know is feeling all of this has been broken I, I i have placed myself i have expected this for so long and now you broke me to this level i expect this but now i speak to you that child in me my real self that cannot be hindered that cannot be bruised that has all this value is saying to you that this thing is not good for you let it go if it makes you feel all of this way you're feeling this way because you want it but it's not good for you let it go so name your feelings sit with them process them a lot of times when you explain like your problems to friends they will be like ah just let it go no i don't advise people sometimes when somebody calls me on the phone and they are crying i say if you want to spend today crying please spend today crying cry cry about it because feelings are real you just don't toss them it is that space that feelings um, hide in our lives that anytime that we relieve the situation, we have the same effect. It has the same effect again on us because we have not dealt with it. So it is key that you deal with your, your, your emotions, deal with those feelings, deal with the heart, sit with it, give it a name. When you finish dealing with it and you speak to it that, I really want you, but you are not good for me. I really want this job, but this is how all of this makes me feel. Let me let it go. It helps you feel better about the whole situation and gives you um, and even shorten the span for you to move on. Okay. The third thing I want to speak on is like is for you to look at rejection as projection. This is where I am going to lay emphasis on the second set of people that just want to, you know, live their entire lives to prove somebody that rejected them wrong. Now, look at rejection as people projecting their insecurities in you. It happens in a lot of spaces. Let's say you are that very intelligent kid in class that all the time when a teacher says something, your hand is up, you're, like, you're answering questions, a teacher likes you and all of that you're the popular kid there will be a set of people just because you are like that they don't like you they will reject you if you join them in their in their lunch table they will all get up and just leave you there or maybe ask you to even get up that you don't belong here you think you know it all you think these are people who just they project their own insecurities in you and want to draw you to their level they will only accept you when they can draw you to your level Okay? So they will reject you if you are all that. They will reject you if you are bold, if you, you dress well to, to, to the office, if your boss likes you, if you do your job well, if you are just likable, they will reject you. But now they will give you a caveat that if you only pull yourself downwards to our level, we will like you. Okay? So there are people in this life, in romantic situations, it happens. When somebody will be a career person, this person has a life, he has, she has friends or he has friends that they will meet. You know, it, it fulfills his or her life. 
and then they come across a spouse that will be like if you want this union to work you have to drop this you have to drop this you have to drop this you have to drop essentially you have to stop being you and just try to fill me up and come down to this level that i want you so this thing will work i am not telling you not to do it but if it is something if it is worth giving up who you are to be somewhere that is your call but when we speak about projection it is how people try to put you on on an ultimatum that if you are this me i'm not involved i don't want what you are right now but if you can change this change this change this change this i want you i know people that have lost their dreams i love people that have um, lost their lives their careers you know they have lost the potential of who they were going to be just because they want to settle to be accepted by these people that gave them that ultimatum of rejection if you don't come down to my level those are the kind of that is the third point so be aware and be weary of those kind of things i am not the person that is going to tell you that if you are in a marriage situation a relationship that okay you can put down your standards just because you want to remain or be in that kind of you know situation but if you are not that kind of person if you know your true worth and you know your dreams and they are important to you and to fulfill your life and to live your best life is important to you i will employ you not to change who you are because believe me who you are is needed desperately by somebody out there who you are is needed desperately by somebody out there so it is your call but i want just i just want to put it out there that that's the third thing that people would do the fourth thing i want to speak about is um looking at rejection as protection rejection can actually be a way of the universe protecting you have you ever had stories that somebody says oh i wanted to board that um vehicle and somebody pushed me out they say i don't have the fear i don't this i don't that and i did not board the vehicle and two three minutes i heard that the vehicle has been involved in some kind of you know problematic situation it might not be fatal or whatever the case may be or have you ever been rejected from a job and then a week two weeks later you have the job of your dream that you, maybe you, you've not even dreamt about it it is beyond what you will ever dream you will have so sometimes the universe is just trying to protect us when we face rejection when we face rejection and um we are not insistent we accept it we feel it we disperse it we know it is that's nothing to do with our value there is always a bigger door waiting to open somewhere and if people see the issue this way that rejection does not mean that it is the end of my life it's not the end of the road it just means that the universe whether you call it god you call it jesus you call it um, prophet muhammad peace be upon him whatever you call it it just might be protecting you from being hurt from uh, you know going beyond what uh, below What's your potential? It's just trying to give you the best alternative possible. So, these are my four tips on how you can move on. Don't 
look at it as if it's a personal venture to just put you down, to belittle you, to make you feel bad, to stop you in your tracks. It has nothing to do with that. It does not speak to your value. It does not speak to any of these things. The reason why it is important for you to move through this uh, um, rejection, you know, stock hole that you are in right now is because if you don't move away from it, it has been proven scientifically that anytime you don't deal with this emotion and you relieve those emotions, your brain has the same impact as if it just happened. So unlike physical pain, when you have a physical um, pain, when you think about it, the, you don't feel the physical pain anymore. But when you have emotional pain, anytime you think about it, if you don't deal with it, the pain is still fresh and the impact on your brain is, it's, it's, is with the same magnitude. So it is very key that we move ourselves away from this hole of feeling that you have been rejected because of something you did. You did nothing wrong. I want to assure you that every human being has value. Every human being is good enough. And every human being is somebody's prayer point somewhere. So it does not speak to your value. You are still good. You are still wanted. You are going to be accepted in many other quarters. So I hope and pray that this one speaks to you and you're able to leverage on this and move forward from that hole, from that stock, stock, from that person you are angry with that you think you cannot let go because you think they offended you by rejecting you. Let it go because it has nothing to do with you. Thank you very much for listening. For listening, I hope you learned something. And guess what? How I think I'm, that's how I talk I'm.